That's right, man. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. It's Taco <laughs> Tuesday. I hope you all are uh, hungry for some more. I sure am. I know Mike is. Oh, yeah. Always. <laughs> oh, the danger zone. It's out there somewhere in North Carolina, from what I understand. Uh, <laughs> yikes. Man. What's going on with this country, dude? We can't do anything right. Not we've had more not a good look. We've had like more uniform deaths in the last five years from like uh, training exercises than anything outside of the oh, uh, right. Afghanistan pullout, which we're not allowed to talk about. <laughs> oh, we forgot about. We're supposed to ignore that, but yeah, no, a lot of deaths, a lot of planes crashing, and just planes going missing. That is crazy. Has this ever happened before? Like outside of a war scenario where they're like, we lost five planes. Yeah, they're gone. They're in the Pacific, and uh, we no, have no, no idea. No, not like this because that's like they got shut down. Dude, this one's just flying. Oh, it was still flying. I thought it. Uh, there was footage of the dude blasting out of it. Actually, like someone recorded it, and uh, yeah. So I didn't know that the plane kept flying. That's kind of freaky. I heard it was on autopilot and it recovered, and like that's why they were that's why they were asking for help, like finding it. Oh my like, god, that's seen, incredible! I had no like, idea, have seen, dude. <laughs> like, have you seen this plane flying overhead? If so, <laughs> that's what I heard. I don't know. Oh uh, man, uh, I s- just saw some rumors about uh, yeah, you know, around yesterday that it was like um, some sort of hacking, like a Chinese or Russian hacking, dude. Could have been because think about it, if it crashed, you would know where it crashed. Well, I think they found. I got the clip. We'll do the clip. Don't worry. Yeah, let's do the clip. I gotta hear <laughs> We're jumping clip. so quick into it. We rarely <laughs> do that, but it was it was hot on my mind. That's why I played the Danger Zone. I was thinking about Top Gun. You know, it's the year. Like, when did Maverick come out? Was that last summer? Right. You know, I, I was just yeah. thinking, like, man, our, what happened to this country? We used to be, you know, the dominators of the air. Now we can't even find our planes, dude. You would, th- you would think there'd be tracking devices or. I don't know. Somebody monitoring the radar? Anything? It's just crazy to me that this happens. Uh, yeah, let's let's do the clip. We'll jump into it. Uh, so um, there was an F thirty five. Am I correct about that? Uh, I'm not really sure about the numbers there. It's the new plane. Okay, we had a new plane, a big boy, yeah. one of them fighter jets, uh, and uh, for an indiscriminate amount of excellent time, uh, it went missing. <laughs> News coming in at this hour, an F-35 U.S. fighter jet missing for nearly 24 hours after the pilot had ejected. But word coming in now, reports of wreckage just now being found. Oh, Here's all right, we got the wreckage here. Tonight, the mystery solved. After more than 24 hours of searching, the military... We couldn't find it for a full day? That is insane, <laughs> dude. That's insane. <laughs> we went a full day with a plane just, like, cruising around in the airspace? You know, the problem... There's no terrorist passports on board. That's right. <laughs> it would have landed at their feet. They would have found it in three hours. Uh, it's too bad. Uh, you know, we're, we're really good at tracking balloons, I guess. Just not fighter jets. Just for, yeah, really good. At, faster. That's right, man. We follow the balloons really well. Ray has found the debris from the missing F-35, one of the most sophisticated fighter jets in the world, one with a price tag of more than $100 million. It vanished Sunday afternoon in South Carolina. <laughs> the pilot of the F-35... Price tag, $100 million, million or one Ukraine war. Yes. One war? What do you mean? I think that's um, six months in Ukraine. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, not even. I'm that'll thinking 100 billion. That'll buy you a half a year down in the Donbass. a million. That's right. Point Base Charleston after reports of an undisclosed mishap in the cockpit. He was transported to a medical center and is now listed in stable condition. But there was no sign of the fighter jet, prompting the base to plead on social media. <laughs> if you have any information that may help our recovery team yes. to locate the F-35, please call the base defense operations. Oh, uh, we'll have to go to X, formerly known as Twitter, to find out where this jet is. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm more disappointed that that's your plan B. All right. Well, right? we we lost contact and we have no visual. Somebody log on to Twitter. <laughs> you guys, you guys packed this plane with a hundred million dollars worth of sensors and everything, and you need a Twitter to find it. <laughs> going to social media, they probably had to go to Truth Social. More Republicans watching the skies, <laughs> hanging out in these you know oh, kind of Republican it. areas. Yeah, they had to hit up the Getter <laughs> and the Truth Social to make you sure know. they they reach people who would know what to see in the sky. You you. Go on to X, right? Or what the other? What's the other one that created Threads? You know these people. Oh, these Threads, forget about soy it. Soy boys don't know what a fighter jet looks like, man. You know they wouldn't be able to identify that. So you got to go to no, the first. They would want to know: Is this fighter jet a fighter jet of color? <laughs> if, if not, then why are we wasting all these resources even trying to find it? Well, I'm sure the thread would have been banned automatically for not identifying the pronouns of the fighter jet pilot, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. Oh, man. So, yeah, you got to go straight to uh, Truth Social, I guess. Charleston Dude, Congresswoman. Oh, what's that? Yeah, man. <laughs> I was thinking on threads, the problem is you'd have to describe the pilot, how he was born, then his gen preferred gender, his preferred <laughs> gender right. pronouns. Yes. You have to go through this whole thing. And then by the time you get to the story, you're out of characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do they only allow? 140, I imagine? Just like... Uh... <laughs> Twitter lets uh, lets you have more now if you're one of those uh, subscribers or you know the paid the paid focal out there. That's gay. I'm not too into it. Uh, you know, I we gotta we gotta branch out more. We gotta get back into the social sphere, uh, no doubt. I've just been a busy bee here in the in my own real world social world. Uh, yeah. you know, when the real life social takes over, the uh, fake social kind of hits the back seat of the life uh, wagon. There. That really is how it is. It's just like, yeah. And that's Just what, like when you uh, get your first job and then the Sims started collecting dust. Yes, that's right, man. Oh, we bought a Nintendo Switch back at the beginning of the pandemic. Emma was doing babysitting. She was just babysitting one family, and they would come by to the house to use the kid pool and all the stuff from time to time. And so, you know, uh, to cope with the pandemic lockdowns and because these kids were coming by... We bought the Nintendo Switch, and it ended up being a fantastic party game system also. Like in the winter months, you had some people over, do a little Mario Kart action, you know? Oh, yeah, uh, Mario Kart, timeless. Yes, Mario man. Party. Oh, man, absolute uh, joy to play the Nintendo Switch. I got to say, when I got back into the swing of reality about two years ago, the Switch is packed away in a sack somewhere in the closet collecting dust. <laughs> <laughs> don't even know where it is. Probably don't even have the power cord. If hasn't you even, has not seen the light of day in two years. And yeah, I think the power cord has become a cat play toy somewhere in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's where the Nintendo Switch ended up. Uh and the gaming, man, the people with the gaming now. I, I saw they're releasing a new... There was an advertisement today for uh, 
Mortal Kombat. They have a new Mortal Kombat coming out. Wow, really? I gotta say, I believed at this point, especially with the Oculus and the VR tech and whatever the hell Facebook is doing with the meta goggles and all that jazz, you know, shouldn't it feel like you're just in a movie playing a movie at this point? Well, no, because they fell into the same trap as the movies. It's like, dude, stop rebooting the same game. Give me something new. Uh, Somebody come up with a new idea, man. I'm pretty sure if I was reading the advertisements correctly, it was called Mortal Kombat 1. Like, they're starting all over again. Yeah, see what I mean? No, give me something new. Come Reboot! On. Yeah, man. Yeah. You gotta refresh to be fresh. Subway's taught us anything. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. So, um... The, the game's collecting dust, the new Mortal Kombat. I'm a little disappointed when I watched the little promo video. You know, I thought, like, I, I saw they just released, uh, like, the new Madden, and then they have the new uh, NBA 2K whatever, and it, it's, like, uh, for PlayStation 29, whatever they're at at this point. Yeah. Dude, they released the new Halo, I heard, and Sh- apparently it's bombing. Well, the like, graphics... Yeah, people get sick of this shit. If you can, you know... How they film uh, these new shows on Disney Plus? They have this. The technology is pretty cool. They have this dome, and they project the CGI background onto the dome, and the actors act in front of this, you know, this screen. And that's how they've been doing the uh, kind of phony tech in these movies on a cheaper budget. If you can do that, you must be able to at least project that kind of imagery onto a video game. Hmm. Oh, where's my dome? I should have my own dome. That's what I should be playing my own virtual reality 3D game in my own dome, man. Yeah. I want, like, see, I think we should be, like, Ready Player One. Yes. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. How are we not there yeah. yet? And even Ready Player One, kind of lame on the graphics. Good call. Good call. You know what's funny is there was that movie that takes place in a video game with uh, Ryan Reynolds, a um, nice guy, new guy. Nice guy. I hate Ryan Reynolds. I know. I I knew I should have just said the movie and not the actor. (laughs) Either way, it takes place in a video game, and it kind of was way more realistic. And, you know, we should just be at a more realistic uh, juncture with the games. You're not selling it. uh, What's his name? Uh, Russell Crowe Gamer. We should be at that level. Oh, Virtuosity? Uh What's Gamer? You know where he's like the convict that's being controlled by the yeah. kid? Who's like, he's sitting in a room that's just, it's like the whole room is a screen. Oh, I didn't know that one. No, so do you remember Virtuosity with Russell Crowe and Denzel Washington? No. It's one of the no. most classic 90s action flicks. I'm pretty sure we breezed on it in the past here, but uh, Virtuosity starring, like I said, Russell Crowe, Denzel Washington, he's a kind of like a bad cop he did some bad things got put behind bars and then he was doing this uh experimental training video game system where he's fighting this like ultra super killer who happens to be based on the personality of a killer he put away that killed his son but then this killer who's russell crowe breaks out of the virtual reality video game system into the real world and starts killing so they are left with one choice and one choice only they must release Denzel Washington, the bad cop, from jail and put him out into the world to catch the virtual reality killer. Whoa, I'm in, man. I got to find this movie and see it. Absolute classic. It's an ass classic, if you will. Uh, one of my all-time <laughs> favorites, man. 
<laughs> but I'm blown away that Russell Crowe agreed to do another kind of I'm a virtual reality killer dude in the video game kind of system thing. Yeah, it was much newer. It's a great movie. It means he digs the premise. That's what it means. He probably got the script. He's like, oh, it's like virtuosity. Excellent. I'm in. It's one of my favorite roles. You guys own my rights. Just go ahead. Use them. CGI. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can just use me all you want. <laughs> there you go. Make him older. Well, you know, the way these uh, the situation is unfolding with the writer's strike and the actor strike, which you all have forgotten about. Nobody cares, <laughs> I know. But we're here to remind you. Uh, I, I think they're just going to have to bend and let these studios use their likeness, man. They're, they're never going to be let back if they keep striking like this. Nobody wants them. Oh, they're not caving. The studios are not caving. No, they are absolutely yeah. not caving. They're going to own the likeness of all these actors, and these actors will be put out of work. Exactly. You own nothing, including your likeness, and be happy. <laughs> That's right. Enjoy your infinity pool over there in Malibu, all right? It's nice. See you all. We're all for George Soros and voting for all these people because, oh, you're going to own nothing. It's going to be great. You're going to be happy. You didn't realize they, they also mentioned your soul. <laughs> you're not even gonna own your soul your personality the phrase of the last 10 years was learn to code the phrase of the next 10 years will be learn to plumb that's how it's gonna go <laughs> welcome to the new world the new world order we all uh, wanted so dude, much speaking of plumbers man i gotta bring this up dude oh it's drop been, it down it blew my fucking mind today the people i interact with on a daily basis they don't know shit about what's going on in the news and it's because they just don't care. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Most people do not care. They'll catch something on, like, uh, ESPN. You know, ES- one guy on ESPN will mention something, and then they'll come up to me and be like, hey, did you hear about this thing? You know, it's, like, it's really funny what they hear about. For sure. So today, when I threw out the joke, somebody said something about Lahaina. Oh, yeah, man. And I said, uh, well, that, that doesn't count as climate change, because that was the government. Bro. Everybody turned around. Wow. And it it was like, no, dude, for real. For real, that was the government. And then the one guy, I didn't even, I forgot what he said. He, like, named the program for the uh, directed energy. Harp? Uh, No, there's another, like, program. Oh, there's another program. Okay, cool. I mean, there's a three uh, or four letter agency for every operation going on in our government. No doubt about it, man. No, it's like Operation Whatever. That was like the original one that started the... Wow, all right. I have to do a little digging. I feel a little uh, unprepared for that. Wow, all right. That's what I mean. They all just went nuts. Like, that is one thing in the modern day where everybody's just like, okay, that was the government. It was a very freaky operation to unfold, and my only stipulation with uh, this scenario is when everyone's on the bandwagon, I'm not. Because as a conspiracy theorist, as a lifelong tinfoil hat nut job, I'm on the outside looking in. I am the uh, you know the person who is made fun of. You know, mock me because uh, my ideas insult your little tiny crafted reality. But you know, one day you'll be red pilled and join me, kind of mentality. So if everyone's there, I tend to not be because it means. It's almost like the government or the powers that be want that to be the narrative. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's why I never really got on board with flat earth theory, right? It swept through everything and every, you know, and 
Uh, the Q stuff, I don't dig on the Q thing because I just don't dig on dates and specifics and all that nonsense. You know, when it comes to conspiracies, I always say, we love no facts. We like vagary. We love, you know, uh, mm. imagination and, and stretches of that imagination. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want sure. I don't want dates and specifics when I'm doing conspiracies. So uh, when there's too much of that going on, I get a little shaky on uh, agreeing with the narrative unfolding. And well, so, I agree with it because I'm not seeing it on any news thing. It's like literally just normal people are talking. About yeah, the, the that, and I think it's so sphere. obvious that the normal people are like, dude, this is too obvious it, i think it was just too on the nose the the melted Dude, project car. blue beam project, that's what they brought up project blue beam all right man i thought For those that don't know i had to look it up it, it is literally it's a plot to facilitate a totalitarian world government by destroying traditional religions and replacing them with a new age belief system by using nasa technology and you know how they're going to usher that in i've been talking about it for a year now Fake alien invasion. Mm, could be. Well, if you want to fake an alien invasion, how do you scare the shit out of the massives? Masses. Well, I'm going to melt that skyscraper in four seconds from a beam in the sky. Oh, yeah. Everybody oh. bow to my power. I am your lord. Mm. So... That's, uh, you know, I've always, uh, yeah, Project Bluebeam, everyone should be uh, awoken to that at this point. Uh, our government controls the skies. I mean, think about all the chemtrailing that's been going on and everything that they're doing to manipulate the weather and the uh, heart machine up in Alaska, blasting away earthquakes around the world. I mean, we you know, the government is behind some nefarious stuff when it comes to, uh, you know, Blasting away hypersonic energy beams. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? I can't trust them. Dude, they gotta have that power at this point. It just makes the most sense. You know, and it's, you know what's crazy to me is how quickly people jumped onto the bandwagon with the satellite imagery out of Canada when Chicago and New York were uh, inundated with that blanket of smog and smoke and haze for like a month and they kept blaming the. Canadian wildfires, and then the you know the satellite imagery that played out where they just simultaneously occurred in multiple regions all at once, it raised a lot of questions in people's minds. Average everyday people who normally aren't maybe conspiratorial in nature see that unfolding and think that's weird. You know that seems kind of man-made, right? And then what yeah. do we have unfold about a month later, a month and a half later? Oh, uh, some beam in the sky nuked half a town except for Oprah's house and her neighbors. <laughs> Dude. Dude, I got a great clip from, uh, what's his name? Uh, you got a clip Ted from me, man? Yeah. From Ted Cruz. This is an old one. Is this the climate change, Ted Cruz? Yeah. I've been uh, actually itching to hear this one. I don't know if I still have it, actually. Wow. I'm going to get rid of it. Well, you have like an auto dispose where it uh, deletes. No, I just delete them when I when my list gets too long. You gotta hang on to the list. That I have clips that date back, um, you know, six months at this point. You're right. Eventually, yeah, right. eventually, you gotta clear the space.
man. No climate change, Ted Cruz. What but, was he talking uh, he about? He pretty much breaks it down and how it's like really bullshit. And one things that no, what, one of the things they never mention. I didn't know this. It's statistically true. Eighty percent of all fires are started by climate activists. That's insane, man. 80% of all wildfires. You know, if people die and animals die and property is destroyed, you can probably fairly call them terrorists, actually. I think oh, the word the, the, is terrorist. The reason, I, the reason I clipped it was because it reminded me of that fire by your house, which turned out to be... It, it, was, <laughs> it was a bunch of homeless nomadic hippies who live uh, right outside Boulder. Allegedly. We're also probably activists. Guarantee they're out there protesting something. Allegedly. Yeah, that's right. For sure. That's, uh, you know, uh, after the Lahaina, I gotta say, I'm starting to think the thing that happened in, uh, Louisville here, the fire that swept through and annihilated half a town, that might have been some sort of direct energy weapon, man. Could have been. And then they just thought... Well, we can't let the public know, so we'll blame those nomadic hippies with the weird ponytails who live just outside of Boulder. <laughs> yeah. You know those freaks? They're always starting weird fires and doing creepy weirdo things over there. They're probably pedophiles, man. Great scapegoats. <laughs> That's right. Well, speaking of scapegoats, uh, one of the all-time scapegoats in my book, uh, well, not scapegoats, actually. Uh, let's say the goat who escaped, uh, uh, Ray Epps. <laughs> The man who escaped all criticism in all relationship to the events of Jan 6 uh, is finally in the news for the event at hand. They're going to give him 22 years? No, no, they're not uh. going to give him 22 years. But I was thinking when this news item hit uh, passed my way that uh, the outrage on both sides, maybe, or just the universal disgust behind the fact we gave that fella 22 years in prison for being... Uh, in a totally different city during this Jan 6th debacle. Uh, maybe people started to raise a few eyebrows and think, you know, there's a few guys out there who are all over the TV and actually at the Capitol, and they're just hanging and out. egging people on. <laughs> they're just Like literally out. guiding people uh, to go in. That's right. Actually telling people not just at the event, the night before, walking around outside the Capitol, telling people we got to take it to the next level and we got to take it into the Capitol. And it's one of my favorite videos of all time because the minute Ray upset it, everybody in the crowd starts pointing their finger at him and chanting fed. <laughs> it's beautiful. He's the most obvious fed ever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's crazy. So uh, Ray Epps finally getting charged. Uh, the goat of escaping uh, charges has now been caught. And Ken, moments ago, we learned that a single charge was filed against Ray Epps, a man who was the subject of several January 6th. This is MSNBC, and I, I, I love this. Listen to how they <laughs> describe Ray Epps and uh, the right-wing conspiracy nutjob uh, wing of the party. Related conspiracy theories? That's right. Uh, Jose, Ray Epps has been kind of a boogeyman uh, in certain right-wing circles because the conspiracy theory arose that he must have been a government operative because he was seen in videos exhorting people to go into the Capitol, but then he was taken down from an FBI webpage and he was never charged. Well, today he was charged. You see how, like, kind of he breezed, the, like, very quietly, like, yeah, he was on an FBI webpage and taken down. <laughs> like, yes, that was very suspicious. That's why a lot of people have questions about Ray Epps. Uh, and what he was doing there. 
It's still suspicious because you're only arresting him now after all the public outrage. And for a misdemeanor, bro. <laughs> so oh, I didn't even hear that part. <laughs> he was never charged. Well, today he was charged with misdemeanor disorderly conduct and a criminal information would suggest that he's going to plead guilty. Uh, he, he never entered the Capitol. He's not charged with violence, uh, but he has said... You know, that's interesting. Is the sentence for that 22 years? <laughs> so by your definition, then, he didn't enter the Capitol. He, you know, he didn't do anything. Can't we apply that same idea to the fellow who's in prison for 22 Tar years now? Tario wasn't even there. Enrique uh, Tario? <laughs> the white supremacist Latino fellow? The white supremacist Enrique? <laughs> I love it. He is, was not a federal informant. And in fact, he is suing Fox News and Tucker Carlson for defamation. And now that he's been charged with the federal crime, it, it really does suggest that there's no merit to the idea that he was acting on behalf of the federal government on January 6th. Of course, there's no merit. See, because oh, he's no charged merit. now. See how that works? Uh, that is a beautiful he, job done by our you have a misdemeanor agencies. that you'll be able to wipe from his record. <laughs> I know. Doesn't that disappear in three years for everybody? <laughs> How does that guy not even at least get a felony charge? He should at least get, I don't know, one year in prison, right? Because he was physically there on video telling people, no, we're going to charge I, the Capitol! It should be proportional. That's like our whole system is based on it. So if the guy not even there gets 22 years, Ray Epps should be 50? <laughs> Dude, you're right. 60 years? Are we just going to go with the life sentence for somebody that actually went in? Yeah. If it's 22 for being in, uh, where was Tario even? I don't even he know. wasn't even in, I don't think he was in Washington, D.C. Or if he was, he was like <laughs> across town in a hotel. It's so insane. Frankie, Frankie zoomed in. <laughs> One of the Proud Boys is holding up his face on the cell phone in the crowd. It's like, I'm really there, man. <laughs> <laughs> like we, they got one of those robots where you put the iPad in it. He's <laughs> like controlling it, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is all bull. It's a, it's a way to cover for Ray Epps, the, the poor, lonely, misunderstood retired farmer from Arizona who's just trying to uh, quietly disappear into his life. Uh, he had nothing to do with the events of Jan 6. I, I love how they still try to discredit the wild, preposterous conspiracy theory that he was a federal agent, even though it's now apparent that there was like 90% of this crowd were, you know, they were federal agents. Oh, they all were. Except for the 700 that are in jail. <laughs> yes, dude. Exactly. Huge fan of that. I'm glad Ray Ups is, uh... Finally getting some notoriety for at least being a part of the event. The dude literally had a MAGA hat on. This is the only person in the planet wearing a MAGA hat on TV who's treated like a victim. <laughs> I know. That's how you know it's bullshit. There's no this is the only guy you guys like. Why? <laughs> like, Why? We, we did a state citywide Chicago manhunt for two perps with a MAGA hat who allegedly attacked Jesse, Jesse Smoulier in his tuna sandwich. <laughs> And they never existed. That's it. That was the two, uh, didn't he hire two fellas? I can't remember, two, like, Ecuadorian migrants or uh, something? I forget what they were, but yeah. Were... Yeah, right, Jesse Smoulier, he hired the two fellas. They were, like, immigrants. 
he paid him some dough. They went out and partied, did some blow, uh, had some gay, uh, you know, sexual relations, I believe, right? Isn't that the whole story? And then they dressed up as MAGA-clad white supremacists, and uh, Foe attacked him and his tuna sandwich as he's walking down the street. <laughs> Am I, is that the story? I think that's the story, right? Yeah, and then they uh, cashed the check that he gave him. All right. Point being is no human ever wearing a MAGA hat has ever been uh, favored by the media or uh, treated like a victim, except for Ray Epps. So that right there should be the clear sign to the world the man is a federal agent. And that's how it is. But uh, either way, we're rolling forward. Did I lose Mike? Dude, oh, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to find... <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. This is blowing my mind. I, I had to like just start ignoring... I, th- I think Tario was arrested before the Capitol riot. No, well, they said he was in the ho- Maybe he was under like house arrest in the hotel room. I'm, I'm t- dude, Ray, Tario was arrested two days before the Capitol riot on charges that he defaced a Black Lives Matter banner. Wow! During an earlier rally. No way, man. That is wild. No, oh, there we go. And then the judge had ordered him to leave the city. Wow! He was not at Jan 6 on a judge <laughs> order. And now he goes to prison for Jan 6? That is so insane, dude. That should that is I don't that <laughs> sounds like the most unconstitutional illegal arrest ever. I can't believe it. I'm trying to find out where he was, but he yeah, out of out of judge's orders because he wasn't even allowed in the city. It's amazing that they were able to somehow connect him to the events. It's absolutely insane. It gets worse and worse, man. Don't even look at it. Just this is insane what they did to America and the judicial system. We are a banana republic now. We're a joke. Oh, we are one hundred percent. The Democrats used yeah. Donald Trump as a tool to end American democracy. Yeah, it was a bludgeon tool, uh, a hammer, or uh, you know, some sort of uh, sledgehammer, if you will, and it, yeah. uh, smashed it all to pieces. Um, that is mind blowing. I actually, ha- I can't believe he. I couldn't wrap my head around the dude not even being there and going to prison for 22 years, but now the fact that he wasn't there because he was judge, court-ordered to leave the city and not be there, that's a whole for, other level. For defacing a Black Lives Matter poster? I don't know what about this is making me more mad. <laughs> it's really kind of boiling my blood, the fact that a jury of this person's peers sentenced him to uh, this many years in prison. Jury of his peers, I love that. That should that. gross people out, and f- everyone should fear their peers now. Uh, and why do I say that? We just talked about it in the last episode, and I've been thinking about it ever since. That poor Marine, Daniel Penny, rotting away in a jail cell right now, uh, waiting to go to prison further for uh, you know stopping the beloved Michael Jackson impersonator over <laughs> on the subways of for, New York City. For, for being a hero, for doing something we wish people would do more. It's, it's getting pretty gross what they're doing to those on the other side of the political aisle. Uh, we're looking at political prisoners, and that's the bottom line at this point. Yeah, it really is. That's crazy. And they're going to come for everyone who votes for Trump in the next election, I guarantee it. That's... Except for Ray Epps. Except for Ray Epps. He's just a poor, lonely farmer. He's trying to retire, folks. <laughs> Take it easy on the guy. All right? Doesn't work for the feds. Come on. It's crazy. Uh, well, speaking of Trump, we don't do a lot of Trump on this show, I know. And I know there's a lot of 
Trump fans out there. Uh, the reason being is everybody does nonstop Trump to a nauseating effect. I can't, I've, uh, I have MSNBC on my, you know, tablatures of news items that I uh, flip through throughout the day. And MSNBC has had Trump's face on their front page for two years now. It's oh, absolutely it's incredible. Yeah, they like cannot remove this guy's mug from their front page. Uh, so the obsession, the derangement syndrome, it is real. People are obsessed with this guy. Uh, Meet the Press has a new host this week. They got rid of old Chuck Todd. Uh, boin voyage, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Sayonara, Chucky. Uh, so this new chick, I forgot her name already. She's on there. She's spicy. Uh, she's going to, you know, change things up, make things fresh. And, of course, Meet the Press, NBC. They knew that they had to bring in some big viewers for her debut episode, right? So what does the press do? What does, NS, what does NBC do? They bring in Trump, man, because nobody brings in better ratings than Trump. Of course. All they oh, do is rag about how much they hate Trump, how he's horrible for this country. He's going to destroy democracy. But then they start a new show with a new host, and they, well, we got to bring on Trump. He's best, the best thing for ratings, man, right? That's, the guy is yeah, just, that's all course. it is, is ratings with this dude. However, I wasn't going to clip it, but. She asked him a question about these, you know, trials, the indictments, going to jail and all that stuff. This is why people love Trump right here. This response this man gives is chef's kiss, my man. I, I, and you have to play it out all the way to the end. As always, the payoff is right at the end. This is a classic Trump answer, and I'm a huge, huge fan of this. When you go to bed at night, do you worry about going to jail? No, I don't, really. <laughs> I don't even think about it. I'm built a little differently, I guess, because I have had people come up to me and say, how do you do it, sir? How do you do it? Uh, I don't even think about it. Uh, these are corrupt people that I'm dealing with. They're destroying our country. I don't even think about it. All I think about is making the country great, making America great. Look, these are... Political, these are banana republic indictments. These are third world indictments. The president of the United States sees how we're doing. We have a movement, the likes of which has never happened in this country before. And you see it with the polls. I mean, I'm up on these people by 60 points and 59 points. I don't mean at, I'm at 59. I'm leading them by 59. You almost say, like, why are they campaigning? Asa Hutchinson, he's at zero. Christie's at two. Other ones are at one. Uh, DeSanctimonious is at nine. I just said, <laughs> I mean, I'm leading him by 60 points. Mr. President. And you say, why are they doing it? But here's what they did. They saw this happening. So now he's going to describe Biden. This is, I, uh, this is the best stuff. And he went to the Attorney General of the United States, and he told him, indict Trump. There's just no evidence of that, oh, Mr. Why? President. Oh, why? Because you mean he's but let's, let's stay look on track. Look at all the lies want, he's Mr. told. Mr. President, I want to talk Krista, about wait a minute. Wait, wait. Could I say one thing? Look at all the lies he's told over the last couple of weeks. So he's going to list the lies now. And this is why I love this clip. <laughs> because uh, I'm not sure which order he's going. Maybe there is no order. Maybe he's going from worst lie to best lie or best to worst, whatever it is. Uh, but uh, the lie, the last lie. The final straw lie for him. Uh, that's the best lie in my book. He said he was at the World Trade Center, and he wasn't. 
He said he flew airplanes, right? He didn't. He said he drove trucks, and he didn't. <laughs> Everything he says is like a lie. It's terrible. Mr. President, I Even his handicap in golf. He said he's a six. He's not a six. I <laughs> <laughs> the most he says his handicap is a six in golf get out of town he's a freaking liar this guy i mean trump must be worse <laughs> he's cheating he lists all these horrible lies in the last one he claims his handicap is a six in golf this guy's a liar it's not a six doesn't deserve he's to be president he's not telling the truth on anything man <laughs> That right there, folks, is why people vote for the guy. That's why people love him. If you don't yeah. understand, man, he he took that question, a stupid question about you know, how could you sleep at night knowing you're gonna be arrested, right? Like, I know you're going to jail. His, I love how immediately he just says, you know, I don't think about it, and I'm built differently than most people. Feels a little differently. <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me, I'm kind of a brick house. I don't know if you know this. Girls even let me grab him by the pussy. It's yes. crazy. <laughs> they all let you do it. It's beautiful. <laughs> what I love about um, this new reporter... I am, uh, how do you say, famous. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. I'm a celebrity. Did you ever see The Apprentice? Uh, <laughs> I love how they get this new hot reporter to take over for Chuck Todd, and she's going to grill Trump. And These new young people, do they not understand you're dealing with a guy who is a celebrity and a media master? I mean, it should worry you that he agreed to do it. Yes, he's coming in to play you like a fiddle. I don't see Joe Biden going on exactly. uh, Tucker Carlson's new yes. show. Exactly. You know? I don't see Joe Biden or any of his body doubles going on any shows, to be honest, man. I mean, this Trump said, yeah, I'll come to on. To be fair, even his doubles are in their 80s. I know, know they're so. really rough. There's a lot of stuff <laughs> online about the various old actors from the 80s who were like C-list actors who are clearly the body doubles they've been using for joe biden it's pretty impressive i think i'm throwing it out there i believe it i believe full hardly i've usually been on the team of they have these electronic you know Chuck E. cheese like dolls that they roll out to be the different joe biden's but uh i'm more into the actor uh with the like latex mask thing now mm, baby but i love how trump roll comes in there uh, and this chick believes, like, oh, I'm going to make a scene and embarrass Trump, and Trump just wiped the floor with her. Just like he just does like, in those debates. He crushes everyone yes. in the debates, man. He's just he's a master at ma manipulating the conversation and controlling the media image of himself. They did the same thing with CNN. Remember that young new chick that yes, was on there? Yes, same thing he did at the, the town, town hall. Yes. I still don't remember the bitch's name. I Nobody know. does. Exactly, dude. Right? He just mopped the floor with her, and then the next day, everybody was like, oh, she got him. She got him. <laughs> no, like, no, she didn't. Nobody. She just looked like a cunt. He even called her a nasty person. <laughs> she was a little nasty, man. And it's just funny to me that these younger people, like, you know, it's almost like so many people out there are have been convinced at this point that Trump is this like buffoon who stumbled up into his role in life, you know? Oh, because they absolutely do. The media has portrayed him that way. He's simultaneously the scariest dictator to ever destroy America and the biggest idiot to ever ascend to presidency.
I don't know which one it is. It's got to be both at the same time. But uh, really, I just believe he's he's a uh, just a master with media and presentation, and he's a great showman, and he's funny. People don't like to admit that he's funny. He's a lot funnier than Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean, well, you got to be alive to have a sense of humor. You have to be at least have a little dementia going on, right? A little <laughs> less dementia to be able to crack a joke. Yeah. Remember the punchline at least. You know? uh, Pod Save America went nuts today because Donald Trump was talking about Joe Biden being too old. And then he kind of went out about how, like, if you let it go with Ukraine and everything, he, you know, you get a guy like Joe Biden, he might, he might lead us right into World War II. And that that was it, dude. Pod Save America ran on that for about fifteen minutes today. Just oh my god, you're calling the guy old, and you can't even remember that we had a World War II. <laughs> oh my god. Wow! And then they just kept laughing, and they're like, he said World War Two. <laughs> Maybe if you're gonna call somebody old, you should know how many wars have happened. <laughs> like, dude, the guy made us a little slip. Like, that's a slip up. Right, not remembering somebody's name or that you're supposed to stay on the stage until people are done clapping for the war veteran <laughs> receiving the medal. I know? there's several shots of Joe Biden falling asleep at the uh, Lahaina commemoration. Uh, he was caught checking his watch during the arrival of the dead soldiers from Afghanistan. Uh, everybody yeah. likes to forget that we're goldfish. Um, you know, J- Joe Biden also has multiple times. Walked in the wrong direction to the wrong door, left in the middle of speeches. Um, he's also uh, read how many lines that said, like, stop speaking or <laughs> yeah, wait, for re- applause. wait for applause, <laughs> read next line. <laughs> and he can't even take the stairs. He can't even take the long stairs to Air, Fa- Air Force One. He's got to take the short stairs. And there's no other way to phrase it. When you say short stairs, everybody thinks short bus. It's the same thing. It's the same it's thing, the, dude. It's short it's stairs. It's the presidential equivalent to the, the short bus. To the short bus, dude. That's, I mean, that's how why close it's are so- we to the short limo? <laughs> exactly. If it's short, you, you know, you're not in a good place. That's the problem. Nobody likes to be short. Take it from his five seven. Just ask Zelensky. (laughs) (laughs) He's always treated like the little kid at all these affairs that he does. (laughs) And nobody lets him wear the suit. It's so sad. Like, no, Zelensky, (laughs) you have to wear the green fatigues again. (laughs) No, no, no. No, it's great. Just pretend like you're in Congress. (laughs) Come in a t-shirt and jeans. We'll give you a hoodie. (laughs) You'll, You'll blend right in. We believe in proper decorum here. These are your gym shorts and your uh, Pennsylvania hoodie. There you go. (laughs) And if you can, just bang your head on the wall until you start drooling uncontrollably. (laughs) Have you seen any of these recent interviews with John Fetterman? I cannot believe they're allowing him into the Congress. And I can't believe Chuck Schumer. They're actually changing the rules for dressing. Yeah, but in Congress. I'm asking if you have seen any of the interviews with John Fetterman, quote unquote I'm... John Fetterman. <laughs> no. Dude, this is a different dude. It is not John Fetterman. I swear on it. He, he's speaking in full sentences without his computer. Uh, maybe he's better. No, I don't believe it. 
Maybe he got better. Like he's missing the hump as well, and the face looks different, and they gave him a mustache instead of the chin, you know, strap that he was rocking there. And uh, that completes the transition of, well, I, it doesn't look like John Fetterman, but, it, oh, but he's got the mustache. That's why my eyes are feeling a little funny looking at this mm. fake guy. I think, I think Fetterman's dead. I'm throwing it out there right now. We've been dealing with a cornucopia of faux Fettermans. <laughs> Fodermans. Yeah, why, would they, why would they do the hoodie? Why not just do the suit then? Well, because that would tip everyone off. Like, wow, why is this? Fa- we got fake Fetterman, and now all of a sudden he's rocking the suit? No, you have to keep <laughs> rocking the sweatsuit, man, or the sweatshirt with the gym shorts. Uh, all right, so <laughs> I am personally not a huge fan of this move by Mr. Chuck Schumer. And the idea that we're just going to lower the decorum and the standard of dress in one of the highest institutions in America and allow sweatshirts and gym shorts and gym shoes. Oh, but not everybody. No, it's for everybody. No, 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 no. Did you hear the caveat to it all? I did not hear the caveat. It's just for senators. Oh, so reporters, uh, staff, reporters, wow. guests, visitors, everybody else will still have to follow uh, the un- the unofficial yes. dress code. Mm. Rules are for thee, not for me. Not for me. Uh, all right, this all makes sense. Well, either way, well, it, ma- it makes sense because you know the people coming to see Congress, they're not brain dead. It's <laughs> right. the Congress members that are that can't put on a suit. Exactly. Like if you can't, if you cannot put on a suit. You're not physically fit for Congress. But they're not arguing that he can't physically do it. They're arguing he's like not comfortable doing it. Then I'm arguing you're not comfortable being senator. Why are you so uncomfortable? Is it because you're brain dead? No, it's that second. <laughs> it's the second head he's growing on his neck. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a reason that you're so uncomfortable. You know, how many congressmen and women have we had? None of them had a problem with it. But John Fetterman from Pennsylvania does. So much so that we need to change the rules. Oh, I re- and <laughs> would you, ch- Chuck Schumer, Chucky, would you change this rule if it were a Republican that needed the dress change, the dress code change? Great call, man. Absolutely. And, you know? Yeah, you know he wouldn't. Well, I, uh, I had the blood boiling going on when I was finding out about this. The steam was just flying out the and, ears. And man. it wouldn't be so bad, but you are the fucking people who are just every fucking day telling me that because I voted for a Republican, I'm the one that's changing American democracy. I'm the one that's ruining America, you know? Like, no, you, this is, the, this is that, that slow burn where the frog's cooking. You, know? I, I'm reminded- you guys are slowly turning up the heat just destroying all the institutions America had. I'm fully reminded of when Hillary Clinton referred to everybody on the right as deplorables. Yeah. And here we are. We've got a Democrat who needs the rules changed so he can uh, crap his pants in his gym shorts. (laughs) You think that's what it is? No, for for, for Sasha no, and Taylor, the suit no, no, around no. the diaper. There's no way. Uh, I guarantee ninety percent of the Senate is rocking depends as we speak. Oh yeah, good call. These are octogenarians, man, who can barely function. Of course, they're all crapping their pants while they're voting on our next world war. Oh god. Uh, well, I got a doozy here because I was, I was uh, alongside with many people in this country who thought 
we're crossing a line here that I don't think we should be crossing. And I know it's stupid to talk about. And is it really about. worth it? We're bending over backwards. We're changing the rules for John Federer. No, but this is just symbolic. A fucking, a fucking middle-aged loser that lived off of his parents' money. Oh, I guess that's half the Congress. Never yeah, mind. no, this is symbolic. Yeah. I think the changing of the rules to allow these guys to wear sweatpants and sweatshirts or whatever is a symbolic move. It is a gesture that signifies to everybody it's over. It's over, man. We we the pajamas have entered the chambers. You know, Britain in Britain they still do the wigs. Like if you're a lawyer in court, you right. have to wear the wig. Which I and think they like, should bring back. I believe wigs I, should I come it. back. They should be forced on all the Congress people. <laughs> Just because you're so, you know what I mean. It's part of the gig. You yes. know, it's like. Well, here's the thing. You're a public servant, number one. Number two, you work for me. And number three, if you work for me, I make the rules. Number four, wear a suit. That's the rule. Yeah, you're right. If I'm your boss and you're coming to work, you better be in a fucking suit. Wear, wear a suit. Wear the uniform. Wear the uniform. And if you can't put the uniform on, if it's not clean, go home, wash it, and put and come back with a clean suit, bro. I'm I'm just so grossed yeah, out by this. Yeah. I like I've man. And you guys are you guys are acting like he doesn't have a fucking team of people. Paid for by taxpayer dollars to dress him. No, they're literally hammering on the comfortability and the choice element. I have a clip for you, my man. This is it right here. I, I, was, I had all these other clips I was going to play, and then I found a doozy about the John Fetterman. And I like it because it gives us, Mike, a little perspective from the other side of this argument. Why, why people would support the changing of the rules. Why people believe it's a good thing that John Fetterman can wear sweatpants and sweat uh, shirt to his, uh, to his job at the Senate. It's the view, Whoopi Goldberg. I'm gonna oh, just, uh, yeah, yeah. just to you know, just so your your rage is prepared here. But they're gonna explain to us why we are animals <laughs> and totally wrong on the right side for even suggesting that this is a horrible <laughs> idea. I can so see why the black people would be into Chuck- it. Well, I you stole my if thunder. You got, a bi- oh, you got a big dick. I get it. It's got to be tight in those pants. Oh, that's funny. You went big dick. Uh, okay, uh, but I uh, I was thinking the reason Whoopi Goldberg is so bent out of shape and really defending the John Fetterman uh, dress code and style is uh, Whoopi Goldberg is also kind of a slob when it comes to dressing for her <laughs> professional gig. So, child, you better watch yourself. <laughs> I'm a black woman. So Whoopi Goldberg, uh, you know, it takes a slob to no one, and she's going to defend her fellow slob in the Senate. Yeah, so yesterday, Chuck call. Schumer ended the dress code. <laughs> she literally, to the uh, view, just wears the African version of the hoodie. That, like, is the Carhartt hoodie, what she's wearing. In this clip that we're listening yeah. to, she's wearing a, like, flannel shirt over a dirty T-shirt. This woman makes $500,000 an episode. Put on a shirt, a normal shirt. Damn it! It's so, I, dude, you know what? You know why I think this like fried me. This whole thing is because we've slowly gone down this path where I'm at the airport. And I'm just next to grown adults and they're fucking PJs. Like you know, Crocs, I can see, I, I can see your shit stain through your fucking pants, dude. Like, put on some pants and some underwear, please, and dress like a human adult when you're entering society. My God, leave the PJs at home. Leave the gym shorts at home. The sweatshirt stays at home. Wear a jacket. Wear a shirt. Wear some pants. My God, some shoes. I'm so sick of this society degrading to the maximum level of fucking indecency. Oh, idiocracy, bro. We are heading towards idiocracy. 
And it starts with Fetterman, and it ends with that fat-ass Whoopi Goldberg in her stupid sweatsuit on The View. Uh, in Washington, because they all have... Can you guys tell I'm a little fired up on this one? I don't know oh, why. This it. one really tickled me. <laughs> Wear suits and skirts and dresses and stuff. Uh, and uh, really did kind of a really wonderful thing for uh, John Fetterman. Uh, a wonderful thing for this victim, John. F um, so I, we're never going to finish yeah, that. And people are upset it. on the other side of the aisle. They think this is not something that should have been done, that it shouldn't Because have you been. wouldn't have done it for the other side. <laughs> <laughs> if it was anybody on the other side, you would have been like, no, if they want to come and vote, they better wear a suit. Yes. Ex dude, exactly. And uh, here's a clip to show you what I'm talking about. Uh, this is a little Inception action. We're doing a clip within oh, wow. a clip. Yeah, I know we're gonna. This is kind of crazy. Let me start with right the up. most important matter facing our country at this dire moment, which is the matter of this. And here we're gonna hear. Uh, this is a uh, actor number three, Fetterman. Uh, he's got the mustache. This one, uh, <laughs> less hump, more tan. Uh, he doesn't have as much of that thick Neanderthal uh, brow going on as the original Fetterman. And dress code. Uh, which has recently been <laughs> recently been changed. Of course, of, of course, yes, yeah, no, of, of course. Um, I've heard about. I've heard that some people are upset about that, and the the, the right have been like losing their mind. You know, they're just like, oh my god, you know, That's dogs me. and cats are living together, and you know, like I said, aren't there more important things we should be talking about rather than if if I dress like a slob? <laughs> now, uh, what's interesting is this. I'll admit it's refreshing. He admits <laughs> he's a slob. <laughs> This kind of, for <laughs> me, highlights an issue that the... But if it is an actor playing John Fetterman, it's just another non-Fetterman <laughs> calling the original Fetterman a slob. But, but, that, but, the, but just saying there's bigger issues is not... It, if I stand up in the middle of Congress and just start pissing into a Gatorade bottle... <laughs> whoa! 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 The war in Ukraine, guys! We got bigger issues! Don't worry about where I put my piss bottle, all right? <laughs> What are you talking about? Come on, we got bigger issues. You know what I mean? If I walk in clad in leather with a dog man that got fired from Biden's administration on a leash. Ah, oh, Sam Britton. Yes, that's right. <laughs> you know? Whoa, whoa, guys. Have you seen the economy? We got bigger, <laughs> bigger fish to fry. Don't worry about my dog slave. You know what I mean? You can yes. use that for anything. That's a terrible argument. Oh, this whole yeah, clip okay. is terrible. We're going to handle, you're right, we have much bigger issues to, to talk about, John Fetterman. That's why having to stop to talk about your sweats is the reason you shouldn't be in Congress. You're yeah, just a distraction. Exa exactly. Exactly, man. And not you only know? that, I'm just, again, how, how much further can we make a laughing stock of our institutions? I, I'm assuming Did there's you, further no, no, to go, when you but... See him, when you see him go to the airport, to meet world leaders, and everybody's in a suit except for you, you look like an asshole, dude. Yeah. It is a big deal. It is a very big deal. As it is, we look terrible on the world stage right now. Yes. We can't even keep track of our $100 million airplane. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we look like buffoons, um, you know, and, dude, you're right on the money. The best part about... Him being the one in the sweatsuit when they meet world leaders or when they're doing these events, and he's the only jackass that is dressed that way. Congratulations, Pennsylvania. That's your representative. That's who you are on the national scale. You're a, an asshole in sweatpants.
You're the you're the embarrassment of the country. Yes. That's literally what you guys are. Yes. That's what you've, you have decided you are all the all the jokes, especially you go to like that northeast part of the the country. All the shit they have to say about the southerners, right? The the, the people from you're Alabama, talking about you're talking about you white know? white trash actually, which is John Fetterman, white trash. Yeah, all those people go listen to what you guys have to say about all the other states and this and that and man, not you guys have proven to be the trashiest people in the union. Well, Pennsylvania definitely and Philadelphia, just a little bit on top, they're, that's the place where you have to grease the poles whenever their uh, sports teams win a big game. Yeah, garbage people. It must all be Ukrainian because that is some garbage people. <laughs> you got to grease those poles, baby. <laughs> the side often has because... Which is? Which is... It's okay if you don't want to wear shorts and a sweatsuit. Uh, sweatsuit. You're not obligated to, but this is a guy who votes with one leg in and one leg out because he doesn't want to interrupt the flow of good-looking people in their suits and dresses. And Schumer said, you know what? Let me be thoughtful. Let's lighten it up so you can be more comfortable here. Mm -hmm. I think that's great because it's not saying that everybody has to do it. It's saying, says the fat chick in sweatpants. I think it's great we could all wear sweatpants. This is amazing. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. You can if you don't. If you've been feeling, my God, I'd just rather wear pants. Well, DeSantis was outraged. This is a great. So I'm. This is uh, a good one. They're I, gonna bring up the boots. I, I got a hundred dollars. They bring <laughs> up the white boots. There's no boot. There's no uh, boot actually. But it's just this. It continues because he said it's uh, disrespectful to the body. Um, what body? The body. The Senate. The, the body. The, the congressional body. Ah, uh -huh. um, but it's rich to hear it from him since he's been dumbing down America for the past couple of years. Oh, oh, yeah. You hear the fucking hens in the bag? Dude, dumbing Jesus. down America more than the guy who had a stroke and is basically brain dead? Except for his actor? Who well, seems well to, to be fair, Ron just said that's a band books. <laughs> That's right. He won't let kids read genderqueer. How are they going to know how to jerk off their friend? It's crazy. <laughs> say gay. Say gay. <laughs> Bob, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. So, um, I find that very annoying about this. Uh -huh. Another thing to be annoyed with him about. Right. But on the other hand, I mean, people should dress the way they want. Like you say, it's like... Just another thing to be annoyed with him about. <laughs> right. Right. And the, you fucking... Hens and cows, man. This is, this is... By choice, you know? Yeah. Uh, you don't have to... Your reenactment of Charlotte's Web right here. Hand. Look at the farm I animals. mean, people should dress the way uh, they want. Like you say, it's like abortion. Don't get one if you're yeah. anti-choice, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, Fetterman wearing a sweatshirt in the Senate? That's just like abortion, right? Same thing. <laughs> no difference wearing Same a sweatshirt. Frank, he just aborted the suit. <laughs> Aborted the suit up. <laughs> he, was, he was uncomfortable. He decided it's his body, his choice. He aborted the suit. The Can you plan B my suit, please? Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Yeah, he aborted the suit. Good call. Dude. If I were Fetterman, I mean, I know he's got the money. You got the congressional paycheck here, buddy. You should go get a... Uh, you know how they got, like, the t-shirt tuxedo? You should get a sweatsuit that's like looks like a tuxedo. 
Yes, I agree. I think I would be all for that, actually. You know, if he just even tried to wear black, I think I'd be satisfied. Uh, you know, but why does it have to be a Carhartt? And it's a Carhartt sweatshirt that's like three sizes too big for you. Uh, he's a clown, man. Uh, it's just such a mockery of our institution. Yesterday, um, James Wood, uh, James Woods tweeted out this incredible uh, giant thread or whatever it was, and a link to um, the day of the actual signing of the deck of our uh, Declaration of Independence or whatever. It was just seventeen uh, September seventeenth, if I'm or eighteenth, uh, eighteen eighty seven or seventeen eighty seven. I don't think you're right on that. <laughs> yes, it, so it wasn't it, the Constitution. The Constitution, sorry, the the signing and the ratification of the Constitution didn't officially happen until September eighteenth, uh, seventeen eighty seven, I believe, uh, or around. Wait, that. wait, are you talking about the wait, the Constitution or the Declaration? I yeah, I, I changed. I I made a mistake. Uh, uh, I meant to say Constitution, and it it was uh, it had okay. taken all this time from the Declaration. To the ratification and to the, uh, the it was uh, the seventh state or whatever had officially finally or ninth state finally you know agreed uh, on the principles of it and then they were able to sign away and then uh, around that time Washington uh, accepted you know the nomination for president and all that stuff and uh, I I was just kind of reading through it and doing a little dive mini dive on that time frame you know that kind of seventeen seventies through seventeen. 90s you know and how that was just such a fragile moment in history and how every you know it could have gone so many ways it could have gone sideways man yeah it could have and how these gentlemen crafted the constitution and put together the concept of the house of representatives and the senate and how, you know, it was very important for each state to have their proper representation, you know, and all this stuff. And they debated the merits of slavery and, and just everything, man. Just th- th- all these things. They had to be written out and then transferred by horseback and then would take months upon years, to, you know what I'm saying, to be, like, delegated over. And just the time it took for our institutions to to just become one and to become this thing. And... This piece of shit now has a rule in this place where he could wear his fucking Carhartt. Sweats, <laughs> I know. And I, that's all I could think about. Like, wow, look where we're at, man. Look at what it took to make this thing happen, this experiment, man, the, the, this American idea. And now here we are, 250 years later, and this jackass is walking around in a sweatshirt. It's really disgusting, man. It hey, should disgust to- everyone. I mean, think about what it says to the children. You know what I mean? You got kids out there that, like, literally, I go to schools. Little kids are walking in with uniforms. <laughs> Little kids are able to go to school every day in their uniform. Yes. You only work three days a week. And you're off half the year. Yes, dude. Have you seen that painting? There's like that famous painting of them in the Declaration of Independence, you know, and they're signing away and everyone's in the room and Franklin's sitting there in that major chair and they're, you know, it's a beautiful painting. Imagine staring that and you're looking at it and one of the dudes in the corner is a guy in a Carhartt sweatshirt and like some (laughs) gym shorts and Nikes. You'd be looking at that little cockeyed like something's not right about that fucking dude in the corner there. What's going on with that jabroni? 
Where is he from? Is he's, that a Make-A-Wish thing? He's definitely the guy who signed the X on the declaration, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.